Everybody getting the word this morning? Well, I'm going to continue on your position. And I've been talking on this over a number of weeks. And, and this aspect of your position, like I said, I'm going to be on this for a while throughout the year. Um, right now, I've been dealing with your position in the secret place. And, uh, and your position has everything to do with your success in life. Your, your position, where you position yourself and where, where you position yourself when you're going through struggles, where you position yourself when you're, when you're walking through successes, where, where you position yourself. As believers, we, we, we're not to be positioned with the rest of the world. We're not supposed to be fearful like maybe the rest of the world might be. We're not supposed to be talking like the rest of the world. We're not supposed to be, be acting like the rest of the world. We're, we're supposed to be Christians. We're, we're supposed to be positioned differently than the rest of the world. Amen? And so we've been talking about this secret place, being positioned in the secret place. And I don't have time to review the, the previous weeks, but I just, just lay this, this thing. This, this secret place has everything to do with being a place of prayer. Say a place of prayer. I didn't pray for the longest time, for one, because I didn't know how. I, number two, I, I, I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know uh, if God heard me. I didn't have confidence in prayer because what if I pray the wrong thing? And, and so, therefore, because, because I didn't understand anything about prayer, I didn't pray, but yet I knew I was supposed to. You know, if we all go around the room, we, we all know we're supposed to pray, right? When you, when you got saved, even, even if it was just last week, all of a sudden there's going to be this thing in you, well, maybe I should pray. There, there's just, you know, there's just this idea and this understanding of prayer is part of the life of a believer. But, but, how, but most of us, if we really be honest with ourselves, pray very little. There's been seasons in my life where, 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 where me and prayer were, were not close. I, I thought it was boring. It was, it, it, I would fall asleep. And, and so there was no life in, in my life of prayer because I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know that the significance that it would be in my life. But as I got into the word, I, I understood. He, Jesus said, told, told us about that men ought always to pray. Philippians says, in everything, in every season, in every circumstance, with prayer, in things, in every circumstance, in every situation, I, I would only pray about the hard things. I would only pray about my mistakes that I just made. God, if you get me out of this, I, I would never do that again. We've all prayed that prayer, right? If you get me through this, God, I will never do that again. So you heard my story when I was being chased by the police and, and uh, I just, I just, I just stole a, broken into a car and, and, and this wasn't last week or anything. This was, this was a while ago. And, and, and I fell down this ravine and, and, uh, we broke into about nine cars and we had stolen like several Alpine stereos and, 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 and things like that. And, and we're <laughs> so getting a whole new image of your pastor, right? And, and I remember falling down the bottom of the r- r- ravine. I see these flashing lights. And I fall down, and this, back then, Gap had these jackets, or J. Crew, these barn jackets, and they were like brown and had the corduroy on the, on the sleeves. You remember those, Joey? And, uh, you know, there's big pockets here. And, and I remember falling down, and I put, the, put my coat over me, and I'm like, okay, Lord, if you get me out of this, I, I will never do this again. Never, never. And, and, uh, and, and my main thing, I don't think it was the police. I was, I was my mom. I was like, if I just get, if, get me through this and my mom doesn't find out, it'll be all good, you know? And... And uh, anyway, he, he, 
He did get me out of that one. Um, you know, I, 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 I got to our getaway car and I get into the car and, and, and my, my friend goes, what happened to you? I had blood all running down my face. I fell into thorns and briars. And, uh, and he goes, what happened to you? I, I've got lots of stories. We won't go to all of them. But I had a lot of those last minute prayer, God help me, and I'll, I will serve you all the days of my life, you know, kind of thing. But so prayer wasn't, it wasn't a practice in my life. Even if, after I got born again, I knew I should pray, but it wasn't, there wasn't this life in it. But yet we understand through Scripture, this should be our lifestyle. This should be our lifestyle. Spurgeon, Spurgeon made a statement, he goes, that asking is the key to the kingdom. John Wesley would say, made statements like that, that nothing will happen unless a man pray. Jesus expounds on the kingdom of God in Matthew chapter 7, and he says what? Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. So, so asking is the prerequisite to manifestation in your life. But how limited is our personal prayer life? But yet we should be positioned in the secret place. And being positioned in the secret place in this super spiritual place where you can't relate to humanity. It's this place that you have conversation with God. Prayer, that's what prayer is. Prayer, just the root word in the Greek of prayer means to draw near. The word pros means to draw near. Draw near to worship. Draw near to make requests. Draw near to ask. The very root of the word prayer in the Greek has everything to do with coming near. It's about joint interest. It's, it's the act of sharing your heart. It's about being real with God and just connecting with him through conversation. You were created for conversation with God. If you look throughout the Old Testament, when they, had, when they were praying, it wasn't, okay, let me bow my head right now. Okay, Father in heaven. No, it was, it was Lord, if there's just one righteous, would you say then? Yes, I would. If, if there were 50 righteous, what, what would you do? I'd, I'd say that. It was conversation. I could take you throughout the scripture. You know, what, what about David when, when he, he had all the, all the women and the, the, the children and all the things were stolen in Ziklag and David's having a conversation. He says, he goes, what should I do? Should I pursue, overtake and recover all? And God says, yes, pursue, overtake and cover all. It wasn't asking God to do anything. It was having a conversation with God. You talking and God responding. And this is how, as believers, we should be living our lives, this life of prayer. But too often people make too many rules. People, people make too many rules to prayer and too many rules to this and too many rules to that. And so many steps for deliverance and so many steps to be heard by God. But yet we, we, we get them down to a very few through Jesus. And, and here in Psalms 91, in this one of our key scripture in this series so far was... He that dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells, he who sits down and remains in the secret place, he who sits down and remains in the presence of the Most High shall abide, shall, shall remain in a place in the presence of whom in nothing is impossible. So he who dwells in the secret place, this, this, he who dwells, I mean, it's a choice. It's a choice that each one of us make. It's a, it's a position we choose to sit ourselves in the secret place. And Moses is writing this, this chapter here. And in verse 2, he says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Asking is the key to the kingdom. 
Asking is the key to manifestation in your life. But what I want to deal with this morning as it pertains to prayer is I want to deal with the name. We just sang about it all morning. His name. His name is victory. You know, when I, when I first started, you know, hearing about the name of Jesus, it, it was the thing, okay, it's, it's how you end a prayer. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And I almost got to the place where I was looking at the name of Jesus as abracadabra. You know, I said all these things, Kenny, now abracadabra. You know, it was like this, this key word, you know, like this key phrase, like if I'm watching Harry Potter and bam, you know, just something's going to happen after I say the name of Jesus. It's just something about the, the name. When I say the name of Jesus, lightning is going to come out of my hands and things are all going to be better. And so, so it was almost like in the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And I don't, I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to not belittling the name that's this right. morning, all right? I, that's not my intent. But I think our prayers have been ineffective because we haven't valued the name. Because we really understand the name. Even in Moses here, he who dwells in the secret place. He who dwells in the secret shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But what does he say right after that? I will say of the Lord, meaning he's saying something. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He just put a name to who he's talking to. My fortress and my God and him will I trust. He, he's not having faith in his ability to say that God was his fortress or that God was his refuge. It, his faith was in, in the power of God and his faith was in the character of God. It wasn't in a name. If you go throughout, you go throughout scripture, let's go to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Jesus said this, he goes, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. That's in John chapter 14. In John chapter 16, he says, whatever you ask in my father's name, that will he do. And he goes, in that day, you will have no need to ask me anything. Because as my father has loved you, loved me, my father loves you. And he hears you just like you hear him. So when you, you come to me, you come to the father in my name. So this name, there's something about this name and everyone throughout the Old Testament scripture had an understanding about the power of the name. In Exodus chapter three, when Moses is is told to go out and deliver the children of Israel and Moses is saying, hey, I can't speak. I can't do this. Who am I? What is this? I don't know how to do this. He goes, well, then he says, well, who should I tell him sent me? In verse 13, he says, it says, And Moses said to God, Behold, when I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am and what I am. And I will be what I will be. And he said, You shall say this to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Amen. See, they knew who I am was. 
They knew, they had an understanding of who this I am is because they heard about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They had an understanding of what this I am was all about. So when you say I am, there's going to be a connection with what they hear and what you say. Verse 15 says, and God said to Moses, this shall you say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And by this name, I'm to be remembered to all, all generations. Not just till Jesus comes, to all generations. We, we have to have a revelation of this name. Go to Psalm chapter 72. Psalm 72. While you're turning there, in Psalms 8, it says this, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent, excellent is your name in all the earth. How excellent is your name in all the earth. The word excellent means how large, how wide, how vast, how mighty, how powerful, how famous. How famous is your name in all the earth? How mighty is your name in all the earth? David is saying, oh, Lord, oh, our Lord, how mighty, how excellent is your name in all the earth? See, when you say in praying in the name of Jesus, do you understand what backs that name? Or are you just saying in the name of Jesus as some sort of religious context? Do you understand when you release that name what you are releasing? How excellent is this name? You know, one of the main reasons and why the Ten Commandments about not taking the Lord's name in vain was to, to not try to control how you talk about God, but so you can understand how valuable His name is. In Psalm 72, this is actually a prayer for Solomon, not a prayer by Solomon, a prayer for him. And right at the end, David is praying a prayer for his son. And he says, verse 17, his name shall endure forever. His name shall continue as long as the sun. Indeed, his name continues before the sun. And men shall be blessed and bless themselves by him. All nations shall call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. Let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen. Amen. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. He's one, this is a prayer for Solomon, and he's praying for him. He says, Solomon, I want you to know the value of his name. It's by this name that you will bless nations. It's by this name that you will be a blessing. It's by this name. You know what? If we've been given a name, a more enduring name that's better than just sons and daughters, just a natural thing. We've been given an eternal name. In the name. In the name. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run into it and are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. A mighty tower. The name of the Lord, the name, 
isn't a tower, it's like a tower. Name of the Lord is a strong tower. It's that name, and it says that those that run into it are safe. The word safe there means set up on high. The name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and it sets you up on high. It sets you above any other thing. It sets you in a place of safety. It sets you in a place of power. It sets you in a place of strength. The name. So when we say, in the name of Jesus, what are we saying? We're declaring his power, and we're declaring his character. In the name of Jesus. In the name. What is, that's what a name is. When you say someone's name, you're referring to their, their power or their position, and you're, preferring to their, you're referring to their character. You know, it's like if, you know, for me, and I'll just use myself as an example. Every name that I have adds to it a description and a responsibility. Okay, when I was born, I had a title named son. So with that, I had a right to what my parents had or what they wanted to give me. And I had, a, I, had a, I had a position. Now, as I got a little, little bit older, I became a, a, I became a husband. That's another title. So with that comes more power, comes more responsibility. Then you become a father. That's another title. It comes with more responsibility. And, it comes, and then you add my name, Justin. What do people think about you when they hear your name? There's something associated with your name, whether good or bad. So in name, and the name has power. So I'm the pastor of this church. That's another title. So with that comes a certain amount of power, right? I mean, I have the ability to make certain decisions concerning this church. Based under our board of directors and based under Dr. Savell and Miss Carolyn, there's certain power and an authority that I have. So when you say someone's name, it's not just the name Justin, but it's the power that's associated with him. And secondly, it's his character. What do you think about me when you say my name? What does your spouse think about you when you say your name? So power and character. What is power? It's the ability to accomplish a task. So when I say in the name of Jesus, when I declare his name, I'm declaring his power, which is the ability to accomplish a task. And secondly, I'm declaring his character. Like I said, character, someone's name is either negative or positive. For instance, say, say this, you, you, need, you need child care for your, your, your children and you're, you're going to go away for a week and, and you start interviewing different people to, to interview your child. You, you put an ad on Facebook and, you know, I need help with, with, with taking care of this, these children. All right, I need, need some help. And all of a sudden, the first person that calls you and you're like, um, hey, I'm, I'm calling about the ad in Facebook. Well, what's your name? Charles Nansen. It does not matter how great Charles Manson is. He could be Mrs. Doubtfire. I, it does not matter. I tell you, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, because of that name, well, I'm not the Charles Manson, but, you know, I'm really great with kids. I, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, why? Because, because there's character associated with a name. 
So when you say in the name of Jesus, you need to understand the power behind that name and you need to understand the character behind that name. So when I say in the name of Jesus, I'm saying the one that is from the beginning, that he is the beginning and he is the end. He is the alpha, the omega. Revelation says he sits on the throne today and he makes all things new. He perfects that which concerns me. So when you say in the name of Jesus, you, you have to have an understanding of the power and you have to understand the character. Amen. In the name of Jesus. It's not abracadabra. It's when you say in the name of Jesus, it is a point of contact of you releasing your faith in his power, his ability to accomplish a task and his character. The one that who doesn't change, the one that doesn't lie. The one that works all things together. For those that love God and are called according to his purpose. In the name of Jesus. Jesus didn't give a a 10 step process on prayer. He says, go to the father in my name and he will hear you. You want deliverance? Go to the father. In the, understanding the power that backs. See, you have to understand the first thing of in the name of Jesus. The first thing I, I left this out is it gives you access to the Father. The second thing that praying in the name of Jesus is you releasing your faith in his power and his character. Let's look at an example. You go to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Verse 13. It says, Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them, which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which did so. So, hey, they, they were priests. They were chief priests. They were Jewish. Verse 15. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. I wonder if they're going to make a movie about this one. <laughs> and this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. You see, it's name of Jesus isn't abracadabra. See, these vagabond, these people that traveled, they would consider themselves exorcists by trade. They're going around and they saw what Paul did. Joey, it's like, man, man, I saw Joey minister and I saw Joey pray for the sick. And he did this special thing when he, he laid hands. Man, it was his left foot kicked up and man... I just need just do that. And man, I'll tell you, signs and wonders are happening all over the place. And so that's really what was going on. They, they had been watching Paul and they've been, they, they wanted what Paul had and they, they were desiring what Paul had and they're praying and, and they're praying over this Lord Jesus whom Paul preaches. You see, it, it's beyond abracadabra. It's a name I heard. It's a name I was told to use in prayer. My pastors told me that I need to pray this way. 
Yeah, I want you to pray in the name of Jesus, but it's not some sort of magic trick. What did the evil spirit says? Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who are you? See, he responds based on your relationship. Because when you have a relationship with him, Joey, you know his power and you know his character. See, so many people are trying to operate in power without relationship. And I'm not saying you have to wait till you get a relationship with God before you start praying for people. That's not the point. The point is understanding in this secret place it is all about knowing him. This secret place is all about knowing his character and about knowing his power. So when you release his name, you're not releasing abracadabra. abracadabra. <laughs> you're releasing his ability. You're releasing his character into the situation. So when I say in the name of Jesus, I'm releasing substance, not just words. See, they were just releasing words. Paul released substance. Paul released substance. Paul, I know, Jesus, I know, but who are you? See, this secret place, this place of prayer is about knowing him so you can release him. Jesus knew the Father. He said, this is eternal life, that you might know the one true living God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. It's about knowing him. It's not about, you know, we all, all of us, we really be honest with ourselves. We all, we all want to see supernatural things, right? That's why so many people like, like Marvel movies and, and superhero movies and, and they like the supernatural and they like these things. Why? Because there's something on the inside of them that want to do what only God can do. That's right. But it doesn't come by just, 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 just a want to. It comes birthed out of that relationship. Smith Wigglesworth did the things that he did because of his relationship with God. John G. Lake did the things that he did because of his relationship with God. It wasn't they, there was this special cloud over them. No, it was this pursuit, pursuit to know the Father. And it was you, out of you knowing the Father, releasing it into someone else's life. See, it, it, it's in every aspect of, of this Christian. It's not just power for healing or those things. It, it comes down to even the love of God. If you don't have a revelation of the love of God for you, you can never minister to someone else effectively. If you don't know how much God loves you, it's going to be hard, hard for you to deposit that in someone else's life. Amen. You can only give someone else what you have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been an echo. I was an echo in my life for too long. And, and the thing is, echoes don't, don't have any substance. It's just another voice echoing someone else. But I'm telling you, people need to see real love. They need to see real power. They need to see real joy. They need to see real peace. They need to see. And, and, and don't get me wrong. It's not about earning it. He's given his grace. So we could have this place. So we can know him face to face. There's got to have this, this relationship with him that you, when you pray, you're releasing yes. his yes. character into the situation. You're releasing his power into the situation. Yes. 
in the name of Jesus. Get to know him and release him. And it's not about feeling something. You know, there's times where I've come to church where I'm like, okay, God, are you, you, you here tonight? Praise the Lord. You know, and, and, and it's interesting the times when, when in the natural, I, I, I like to feel it, but it ain't about feeling it. And it's not always about praying some 30-minute prayer. It's about having faith in the one that you're releasing into the situation. The Bible didn't say healing comes to pass through much prayer. See, we try to figure things out. We want to feel it. We want to... We want to, we want, if someone doesn't fall down, then, hey, the power of God must not have been there. Is that what you base the power of God on, if someone fell down or not? And you, we have just missed it. Yeah. If people aren't running around and, 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 and swinging from the chandeliers, that means we didn't have a powerful service. You've missed it. Because according to Elijah, he was in the still small voice. Yeah, there's times it thundered. There's times that, that fire fell. There's times when amazing things happen, but it's not always in the way that you think it is. Let's get to know him. And as we get to know him, we can release him. I'm telling you, things will happen. Because Jesus said, if you ask the Father anything in my name, ask anything based on my power, based on my character, he will do it. A name. I, I think of Matthew chapter 16. Go ahead and turn there. I, I'm planning on going here, but let me. Matthew 16. Jesus goes to the disciples and he asks them a question. He, he says, who do men say that I am? And the disciples were like, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're one of the prophets of old. But he says, wait a minute. No, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? So what Jesus was asking, Joseph was saying, saying it's not about what they say. It's not about what the rest of the world says about Jesus. It's not what other religions might say about Jesus. But the question is, what, who do you say that I am? It's not someone else's definition of me. It's who do you say that I am? And, and Peter said, said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, said man, Peter, he said, blessed are you. Now, think, blessed are you. See, when you truly know who he is, it brings an increase to your life. He said, blessed are you. Who do men say that I am? And they're like, they're all these things. But who do you say I am, Kenny? You are the Christ. You're the son of the living God. He says, blessed are you. I tell you, when you know who he is, it brings increase in every area of your life. When you know that he's a provider, it brings increase. When you know that he is strength, it brings strength. When you know that he's joy, it brings joy. When you know he's your peace, it brings peace. Who do you know him to be this morning? It's not about what I know him as. It's not what Paul 
It's what, who do you know him to be? Yeah. And it's interesting right after this is when Jesus talks about binding and loosing. Right in the same context, he, he talks about whatever you bind. Because you know this. He says, the gates of hell shall not be, prevail against you. Peter, I call you Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Didn't mean he was going to build his church on Peter. He was going to build his church when people understood who he is. He's going to build his church understanding that Christ is the Messiah. He is the answer. That's, that's what you're going to, he's going to build the church on. And he says, when you understand this, all in the same context, whatever you bind in heaven, what do you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose in heaven will be loosed on the earth. You see, there's something connected to understanding who, who he is and what you can loose and what you can bind. Yeah. There's a lot of people trying to bind and loose but don't even know who Jesus is. It's based out of relationship. Based out of relationship, just a simple relationship with God. You know his name. You know his name. Who do you say that he is in your life? Get to know him. That's our position in the secret place. It's that place of prayer. Now that place of prayer, it produces a place of power. Thank you, Father. The disciples walked in this. They got filled with the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts. Came out of the upper room and started preaching Christ. Started preaching about his crucifixion. Started preaching about his salvation. Started talking about the importance of receiving the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 3, we see a couple of the disciples going to the, going to the temple to worship. And they see a man there that's been, that, that was withered in his ankles. For a long time, since his birth, I believe it says. And, and it says, it says he looked on him, hoping that they would give him something. But they said, silver and gold we don't have. Silver and gold we don't have. But such as I have, I give to you. Yeah. Art, I don't have the silver and the gold. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. See, they can only give him. What they had. Would they have the name? Even before Jesus went, went away, we, under, we understood. He said, it said, even before Jesus was crucified, even the disciples came to Jesus and said, man, Jesus. He goes, even the demons are subject to us when we use your name. Because they had, they, they knew him. They knew Jesus. Because they knew Jesus, they were able to give people Jesus. The world truly wants Jesus. They're just wanting to see Jesus. And it may not look like you think it looks. We have to get to know him in this day. Got to get to know him. He went on in that whole context in Acts 3, and, and, he, and they, they talked about it. They said it was, it was in his name and faith in his name that made this man whole. They kept saying, well, how did this happen? Well, it, was, it was in his name and faith in his name that made this man whole. It's faith in his name. It's faith in his power. It's faith in his character. It's faith in his name. 
Not just abracadabra. No, faith in his name, having a confidence. See, that's, that's where our prayer life, we need, we need to be confident in our prayer life. Confidence is not built out of, of praying confident prayers. Confidence is built out of knowing him. Don't be confident in how good you can pray. Be confident in how much you know him. Let's go to John, and I'll close with this. Go to John. Hallelujah. Where is that, Father? John 20. His name. His name is victory. His name. His name is power to accomplish the task. His name is character. His character. Hallelujah. He never changes. Hallelujah. John 20. Thank you, Father. Verse 30. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples. Many signs. Many other signs did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Now this is, but these are written. That you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing... You might have life through what? His name. So the word that you're holding here, the scripture that we're holding, it's not just some sort of ancient writings that we should put on a shelf and say, oh, weren't that some good thoughts, Tommy? Weren't there some good ideas? But according to this, it says, these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. I mean, the things that you're reading here, it's so that you know that he's the Christ. You know he's the one. Hallelujah. And you know he's the son of God. And that believing you might have life through his name. Yes. Life. And what does life look like? What does abundant life look like? Abundant life. We don't truly know what abundant life looks like talked about it. We can talk about heaven. We can think about what the God kind of life could be like. But I'm telling you, it's found in his name. There's life in his name. Father, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you for the strength that it builds within us. Father, we position ourselves in the secret place. This place of prayer. This is our place of power. And Father, we determine to get to know you. We don't want to be like the seven sons of Sceva. We don't want to be like the ones that, that just prayed in the name of Jesus on who someone else preached about. But we want to have personal revelation, personal understanding of who you are. Father, that the eyes of our understanding would be open to who you are. The hope of our calling, the inheritance that we have, and the exceeding greatness of, our, of your power, Father. To us that believe. I thank you for your name. Your name. Mm. Power in that name. Everyone stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the name.
Thank you for the name that's above every name. Thank you, Father. His name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mm. We love you, Lord. I love you, Father. So grateful for you. prayers that we would fall in love more with Jesus. My prayers that we would know Jesus more intimately as the Apostle Paul declared in Philippians that I might know you and the power of your resurrection. Our determined purpose would be to know you Father, that we would not be satisfied with where we are in our relationship with you, your word. Lord, I thank you for a hunger down on the inside of each one of us. Hunger to truly know Jesus. Not just him being a side issue in our life or something that we, we add to our life with everything else, but... He would be the central focus and central point. That we build everything else, in our, that everything else in our life is built upon. Jesus. Jesus. Bring with your heads bowed for a moment. You say, Pastor Justin, I, I want to know this Jesus. I, I'm a Christian. I've, you know, I know that I'm saved. I know of it, accepted into my life. But I, I really want my walk with Him to go to another level. I want my life to, my spiritual walk to blossom and to be strengthened. If that's you, just slip your hand up. No one else looking around. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see those hands. I see those hands all over the place. Oh, oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for just revealing yourself to us. Just everyone, just feel comfortable. Just lift a hand to heaven and just as an attitude of surrender and say, Father, thank you for revealing yourself to me. I want to know you more than I've ever known you. Reveal your word to me. Holy Spirit, do your job and reveal Jesus and everything that he is. In my life, cause me to know him, his character, his power, his might, because his name is excellent. His name is glorious. He is the great I am.